As a real estate professional, have you ever lost a deal because the buyer clients that you were working with were not able to qualify for a mortgage because of credit? Or have you ever met someone who you can tell wants to own a home badly, but they know they had a past credit issue that affected their ability to borrow? Have you met people who make pretty good money? Maybe they're renting because they need two incomes to qualify to buy, and one of the applicants had a past credit issue. We've all run into this. And if you've been in the business long enough, you've encountered this challenge many times. But did you know there are many ways to deal with this stuff to help these people? Today, we're going to chat with Tyra Salahuddin from Pennsylvania, who is a credit specialist counselor slash advisor, and she has worked as a real estate agent in the past. So she has many insights to help us understand how to help these people navigate through these challenges. And there's a lot more options for these people than we thought. Let's learn how to help these people realize the American or Canadian dream and eventually own a home. These people are future business that will be loyal to you and sometimes they will refer business to you before they buy because you're helping them out. And all you have to do is have a little knowledge about this issue and find someone to get these people on track. Don't discard these people. Everyone has a past. Everyone has some sort of scars. We are professionals who help people achieve their goals and sometimes we need to intervene in their lives and give them the right advice. There are more options for these people than I thought actually. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job? to go full time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Okay, let's learn from Tyra today. She is an amazing mother of a three-year-old girl working from home because of the COVID stuff, but she's helping people all over the U.S. with their credit challenges. Let's listen in right now on our interview. Hey, Tyra, how you doing? How's your day going? Hey, Kelly. Uh, my day's great. Um, you know, long but you know that's the that's the life of an entrepreneur so it is what it is <laughs> i know like an eight hour day is like a half day exactly it's funny my <laughs> kids start they, my kids start working in jobs and and land and will be like oh man it's like i don't know if i can handle like 20 hours a week i got school and everything like, <laughs> oh buddy buddy you got to get ready for the world man like you exactly. know exactly but uh yeah, he's doing some cool stuff, actually. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that. Um, so actually, you know, you and I had a, a, a neat conversation. Was that last week? Was, yes, it was. About a week ago? Yeah, about a week ago. And and um, you're telling me, because you, you've been working from home, obviously, just like a lot of us are, through yeah. this whole COVID thing. And, and what you're doing with your daughter is absolutely amazing. I was actually kind of blown away by that. We never kind of got deep into it. You're just kind of telling me about it. And I was internalizing and I'm kind of going, Oh my goodness. Like this lady's a super mom. Like what's going on here? But, well, uh, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, what I was saying is um, my daughter, we're, we're, she's three. So we're, we're basically homeschooling schooling her because, um, you know, well, we can't do much because of COVID. So we're going to be safe. So yeah. since she was a small kid, you know, when I would let her watch things, I mean, she's a kid. Of course, I wanted to have some fun, but I made sure that fun was surrounded by education. So um, because of that, she's three years old and she's on a first grade reading level. Um, she's also doing well. Um, she's into the second grade flashcards as well. She yeah. knows most of them. And uh, we start off with, with 100, 100 words each um, grade level. So she blew through kindergarten. She, she blew through first grade. So now she's on the second grade. 
And um, at this time, I am teaching her like basic arithmetic. And I know she doesn't necessarily understand the concept, but when she does get to the point where she's in school or if I decide to continue to homeschool her, she'll yeah. be able to put the two and two together. Like, oh, even though she's saying that one and one is two, she yeah. may not understand the concept, but she will, by muscle memory, remember it once she, when she's big enough to understand the concept. Totally. And it's going to be light years ahead of. Yeah, definitely. But her reading is out of this world. And reading is so powerful. It's, mm -hmm. it's such a staple to everything else that happens. And uh, so good for you to do that. That's fantastic. I remember when I was, um, when I was young and I, and me and my brother were quite close. We were about 17 months apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was kind of regular size for his age. I was short for my age. And so we were always like really competitive in everything. But we were like best friends growing up. Mm -hmm. And we fought a lot too, like like punch fights, like crazy rolling around the grass. My mom's, <laughs> my mom's mowing the lawn and she's just looking over at us. And I'm we're keep waiting for her to break us up. And we just keep beating the heck out of each other. But <laughs> anyway, we were close. And I remember like coming home after school, so excited about what I learned in grade one. And he, and he was not yet in kindergarten, but I was teaching him how to spell because I was so excited about it. <clears throat> and we're into, you know, the three letter word type stuff at the time and, and the sounds of letters and all that. I remember we were, we were in bunk beds. We had a bedroom together and uh, I was on the top bunk. He was on the bottom bunk. And I'd be challenging him. I'd be like quizzing him about things. And uh, turns out later in life, he's incredibly intelligent. Incredible. Like he could read, like he's one of those people where he'll read a whole chapter and remember every word in that chapter, the concepts, okay. everything. I am nothing like that. But Exactly. <laughs> That's the total opposite <laughs> of me. I have to read it, take notes and highlight yeah. all this stuff. But I, I'm going to take all of the credit for that that he's <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Anyway, let's get into it. So you, um, what we're going to talk about today is really interesting. I think it's, I think it's super important. It's something that I haven't really heard too many people touch on in podcasts or in any kind of education stuff um, that is connected to the real estate industry. And, and I think this is super, super important because it is, it's going on right now. And what we're talking about uh, everybody audience, just so you know, um, Tyra, um, and Tyra, can you help me with your last name so I pronounce it properly? Mm -hmm. It's Salahuddin. The, the vowels are okay. pronounced the same way you would pronounce them in Spanish. So the A is A, the okay. U is U, and the I is E. Mm -hmm. Salahuddin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Salahuddin. So now I got it right. Okay. So hopefully I do the intro right and I remember this. Mm -hmm. um, but thank you for that. Um, I've, I've been trying to figure out how to, how to, how to handle that. Anyway. But there's a there's a problem in North America. I'm in Canada. You're in the United States. You're on the east side. I'm on the west side. Like we're really far from each other. But the challenge is still the same, isn't it? And it is actually the same all around the world. Where because um, there are multiple countries that still deal with credit in certain credit the same credit agencies that we deal with in other countries as well. Wow. Mm hmm. So you're, the, the company that you are facilitated with, we're going to get into this in a bit. Everybody's wondering, what the heck are you guys talking about? <laughs> but you you are affiliated with a company that is actually worldwide? There's no, 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 no. Oh. So um, I, I wish. <laughs> okay. But um, not, uh, not on this platform, but I am affiliated with another company on a different platform. But that's a different okay. conversation, um, an international. But that's a different conversation. But okay. um, no, this... this um, no, this company is is only um, USA and the uh, U.S. territories, and the and the person has to have a social security number as well. There you go, right? That connects. Mm -hmm. that yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. But what we're talking about, folks, is we're talking about the idea of credit, and 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 a lot of people need credit repair. They need credit cleanup. They need credit counseling. There's and a lot of challenge. People get deep into that. I personally have involved with that. I've been personally bankrupt myself. Um, and uh, and it was not because I didn't understand credit or I didn't understand. It was just uh, a challenge that I won't get into today that was too harsh, that there was just no way of getting out of it at the time. And But through that, um, 
there, there's, there's things that I found out through my years as a real estate agent, 23 years in the business. And one of the first things I started working with is, um, is, is people that had challenges with credit. And, and I began to understand that it was not a showstopper. Like if people had a challenge with credit or they had a blip of time where there was something that happened or a black mark or whatever, um, there, it was overcomable. It wasn't a showstopper. They could still get into the real estate uh, investing strategies that we need to, to do with people, but you can't just leave them alone. You can't leave them scratching their head on the sidewalk. We got to help these people. And there's people like Tyra that are out there that can be huge advocates to real estate agents and, and help them help their clients get through this. And so um, let's talk about what you do. Okay. All right, am I ready to go? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I kind of just hit you with it, didn't I? Uh, yeah, definitely. But no, it's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. So um, I myself, I'm in the position of a credit consult. And um, I do like to say consult because um, me, myself, I don't perform the paperwork when it comes to uh, restoring and clearing someone's, cleaning up someone's credit. Um, our credit, the credit attorneys um, with my company actually does that work. So it's my job to refer them to the company, to the services. And by the way, um, our services actually have a protection plan that has 14, actually 14 services altogether, but 12 of those services are designed to restore, build and protect your credit and finances. So my role, not only do I refer the um, clients to the company, I, I don't do that and just leave them alone. No. So I, I act as a guide, um, um, basically with the needs and the wants of the client. So, um, and, and, it, and it helps that I, I was a real estate agent before, you know, I, I was in that arena before. So um, I do know some of the parameters surrounding getting mortgages and when you want to buy a house and all that good stuff. Me, myself, I, I would say, hey, I, I, I would like for them to be at a 700 or more to get a credit score, but a 700, we know is not needed. Um, to get a mortgage, you know, FHA, conventional, or even a VA. So, um, you know, based on the client's needs, that's how long we carry the membership, you know, if they decide to keep on going with me. Um, but uh, one part that's missed when it comes to credit restoration, because there's thousands of credit restorations or repair companies out there, what what's really missing is the education. Mm-hmm. And that's where I feel like that's my most important role. Um is to um, educate my clients, not just my clients, I educate the public. Um, on social media, I say, hey, here's some tips. Here's some f- couple of financial tips. Hey, just keep your balances down. Keep your utilization rate under 30%, some, something like that, that small. Um, I was just actually speaking with a young lady and she said, oh, well, I just, I think I'm just going to pay this off. If I pay it off, it's going to come off my credit, right? And I said, that is absolutely incorrect. And that is actually the opinion of the public. Uh, just yeah. because you pay something off, they they believe it's going to come off their credit. No, it, you may pay it in full, but all that history of late payments are going to keep your credit score low. So me, in my role as an educator, is also my job to at least offer or educate how you can build your score at the same time. So we do have tools that will help you build your score. And um, there's other services as well that that the company offers that will help them uh, build your score. Like we have a rental reporting service. We have a a no credit check secure credit card. And um, what's good about those is you need a a different mix of credit and and trade lines on your credit report. And that's what actually helps your credit. Another misconception of the public is people we're, we're taught that credit cards are evil and mm-hmm. that is 100% incorrect. Mm-hmm. Or you'll have some people say, I, after I paid it off, I just chopped them up and I threw them in the trash. That, that hurts you. <laughs> yeah. Or you have folks that has no credit cards or just one that hurts you because um, unfortunately we, we have to participate in this system and, or fortunately, unfortunately, depending on how you play it, my job is to help you learn how to play it well. Yes. So, 
when, when, when you play in the system well, the system says you need to have credit in life. Yeah. And there's lots of nuggets in there that we're going to we're going to break mm-hmm. down and unpack for sure of what mm-hmm. you just said. And, you know, first of all, we know there's an epidemic of 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 issues with credit out there. And and it's funny, the, the news will play on it a little bit. And they, and when they talk about interest rates and they talk about the, you know, the, the economy and all that kind of stuff, the issue of the American household you know, credit debt limit is always brought up all the time. And, you know, home ownership and getting through that can actually battle against a lot of those things. Because a lot of times your mortgage or the mortgage amounts that that add up through the American society and Canadian societies factor in on these things. But to me, I would say mortgage debt is actually good debt, right? It is. Definitely. And, and but it's factored in. It's it's added in. So you got to watch what the media is saying. Don't get hung up on on that. We don't want to be scared of debt. We don't want to be scared of credit. But we do know we do need to know the little nuances about credit so that we can educate people properly. And I've done this. Ask me if um or let me know if this is kind of on track to what you would say. And I've okay. done with people. And they say, you know what, we're thinking about, and these maybe would be, let's let's play out the scenario. This would be maybe somebody that's renting right now. They want to get into getting a mortgage and they want to buy a house. They're very close to having their savings. Maybe mom and dad have said, okay, we got an investment coming due in a little bit. And we're, we're going to pull out a little bit of that. We're going to help you buy a home. And let's just say, and, and so we got time is my point here. So we got a little bit of time to kind of talk it through with these people and plan appropriately so when the day comes when they're sitting at that mortgage broker's office or sitting down with a mortgage broker or or going over that plan they're prepared for that and what i'll say to them a lot of times is okay make sure whatever's going on with all your credit cards and all the different debts if there's something that's close to being paid off pay it off and if there's if you got a credit card limit that is $5000 then then make sure you're under 30% of that at least so that that'll boost your score when they go pull it, but you got to have it under there for at least 30 to 45 days prior to the day that they pull it because of the reporting period and the rolling reporting of these companies. So that's something I actually tell people in that kind of situation where I have a chance to kind of catch them before that time, I'll start to talk to them about planning that out so that their credit score is as high as possible when it gets pulled, when it's time to go get a mortgage. Is that good advice? Um, that's pretty good advice. But um, the one thing I don't do is I tell I tell people to never pay off a credit card in full. Yeah, yeah. Never in full. Even if you want to keep 10 bucks on there, keep 10 bucks on. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I said under 30%. The other mm-hmm. thing I was, yeah, what I was referring to is say, say you got two payments left on your car loan. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. Sorry, I should have been clear on that. Okay. No problem. But yeah, so that's kind of, you know, that's just an example. And I don't know how many people actually talk to their clients about that type of scenario and prepare them properly. Well, the, the thing is, is um, people in other industries, um, are they able to do that? So, um, and sometimes, I mean, depending on who's sitting at that table with you, I mean, I mean, you, you have some people in real estate agents, they're also in this business as well. You got loan officers in this business as well, so they can guide them properly. Um, I did speak with a guy, actually the guy that uh, sold me the car that I'm driving now. I, you know, I asked him, I said, well, well, what do you tell people that you guys can't get financing for? Well, uh, we just give them a little advice that's, you know, and then, you know, basically tell them to come back. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not what I want you to do. You're not educating people. <laughs> that's right. Um, you, then I say, you and I need to talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let, let's get these people credit straight so they can come back because cars for the most part, cars going to sell themselves. It's especially uh, a reputable um, yeah. brands. Cars pretty much sell themselves, especially where I go get my cars from. I done bought two cars from there. I'm actually leasing this one. And I remember one car I looked at one weekend, that car was, no, that car was later sold the, uh, the same day. So I go to this dealership, cars fly off that lot daily. So cars sell themselves. Um, the problem is, can we get this car? 
to to the to people. People because people come in, they can't get it. They may have the money. We have plenty of people who have the money. They may be money rich or whatever, but credit poor. And because yeah. of that, unless you're paying it 100% in cash, which most people can't do, mm-hmm. you'll be escorted off the lot. <laughs> uh, or they may be able to get you a, a deal and your interest rate is in the double digits, 15 or more percent. And that is crazy because you will never hit that principal. Yeah, 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 yeah. They might as well just start digging the hole now. <laughs> and that's what they do. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's power in having good credit. Mm-hmm. And um, an example is my son. You know, I, we were talking about this and and he uh, he was just kind of getting started, just, just graduated. Um, he got his little $500, you know, credit card that they get when they start university and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I said to him, okay, great, but you got to use it. And I know, I know we've taught you to be disciplined and the, the like, you know, you think that would just be for a big purchase or just for one thing, but I'll tell you what, why don't you do this, Connor? When you, when you, right now you have a budget for gas for your car, right? And you have to buy gas fairly consistently. So that budget, put that money aside from your, from the money you earn and use the credit card for gas, at least use the credit card once or twice a month so that you're using it and you're increasing your amount of revolving um, uses of that credit over and over again. And then you pay it off or pay it every month, make a payment every single month, use it all the time, keep using it. Cause that's going to build up your revolving. Mm-hmm. And then he was going to buy a guitar and he had all the money to buy the guitar. Cause he was very excited about this guitar. He'd saved up for it. And I said, would they give you a loan if you paid 50% of the money and give you a little bit of a loan and then ask them if they will report that loan on your credit bureau. So he did that and he was making payments of $38 a month on this guitar for a year or whatever it was. And he paid off the loan and he now has a credit score that's over 700 now. There you go. As a 21 year old kid, he's done a couple of other little things, but but you know that's simple stuff that we but we but we got to, I got to kind of catch him right at the beginning when he first started the credit. Mm-hmm. And how often does that get messed up, right? Where they just don't understand, right? Like they just get busy or whatever, and they just miss a payment in a month, and it, and it's not the end of the world. They'll make it up the next month or you know whatever, but they just put a black mark on their credit and they didn't realize it. Right. So key things you said in that that uh, short story about your son, you mm-hmm. said discipline, mm-hmm. budget, and the fact that you called him early. Yeah. <laughs> so the, well, let me tell you something. That one one cool thing, and this is why I love the company I represent so mm-hmm. much because as as I said, I like to focus on the educating. So does the company. So before COVID, they used to go into schools and yes. teach fifth through ninth graders on financial literacy and, and uh, good credit. And um, they also donate the scholarships. And this year they're, they're actually giving away, I believe it's either in February or March, they're giving away over 600 grand in scholarships. Wow. And they do that, every, yeah, they do that every year. And um, the parents, um, I mean, well, they, the kids apply and everything, but the parents don't have to be an actual client of the company to apply for the scholarship. So um, they definitely give back. But uh, coming back to what you said, discipline, budgeting, and catching early. See, your child is at an advantage. Connor's at an advantage because you're able to educate him in that way. Mm-hmm. But what happens when, um, to me, I'm almost 40, but my parents, my grandparents, they didn't have that education. So my grandparents didn't... Um, educate my parents. My parents didn't educate me. So, you know, I had to learn a whole lot on my own. So my whole, my whole mantra is to teach people what I didn't learn, what I had to learn the hard way, basically. So as far as the public, the communities and and all that good stuff, you know, um, like we said, fortunately, unfortunately, however you look at it, we have to be a part of the system, but there's a way that you can be in this system successfully. Yes. And just even with and just with those three things, you know how vital those three things we have to be disciplined with our spending because a lot of people credit is bad because of poor spending habits 
or they might just not have enough financial means. Yeah. And when you don't have enough financial means, what do you need to do? You need the budget, just like you said, with your, with your son. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a good way to do that is to catch them early in high school is when you need to learn to start budgeting. You yeah. know, you, you have your little McDonald's job or, uh, your job at the mall or whatever you kid, go ahead, buy, buy what you want as long as you can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. And we always taught our kids, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. right away, like when they're living at home, you know, it's funny, it's different because I was like, let's pretend like as Connor got older, I said, now we're going to pretend that you're paying bills every month mm-hmm. and you're going to put it, you're going to pay it out. It's going to go in an account. We're not going to take it. You can have it back, but you need to get into that habit of understanding what's left after you're paid (laughs) (laughs) and making that work. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we've, we've had him like 50% of paychecks go over to where, where he doesn't get to touch that money and 10%, Mm -hmm. 10% gets to be be his play money. You want to buy guitars, you want to buy new amps and he's into music and Mm -hmm. you want to get into all that and buy a video game, whatever, that's all cool. And, but that comes out of that money. You got to make it work out of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, mm-hmm. huge discipline out of that. I mean, who knows once they leave home, if, you know, it's like a champagne bottle cork coming off and he goes nuts, who knows, but um, I'm hoping that discipline will carry yeah. on. Well, you know, you, you, um, you know, you got to uh, lead them to the water. Hopefully they will drink, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the Bible also says train the child up. So some of the key key things you said right there is uh, responsibility and teaching them good habits. So 50 percent, he's saving. You you guys are saving for him 10 percent. Go ahead. Let that be your play money. Because don't forget, uh, I don't know what the tax system is out out there in Canada, but, you know, we call him Uncle Sam here. Yeah, he's taking at least a third of that. That's right. Yeah. So. uh, yeah, uh, definitely. These these are great things. This this is the type of, type of stuff I can't wait for my daughter to get older for. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She's only three, and she's already going to be. Well, she probably be creating symphonies by the time she's seven. But we'll. we'll yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I okay. So let's let's get into practical stuff now. So okay. we've got um, a real estate agent working with some buyers. This happens all the time. So. They have either, and I get into these discussions with people. This is part of the pre-qualification when you're working with a buyer. Mm-hmm. And part of that is, and I'll, I've actually asked the question, you know, so how do you feel about your credit? Do you have any ideas what your credit's like? And some will just look at you and go, I have no idea. I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you, you, you know, you had credit cards. Yeah, got a credit card. Okay, cool. You ever had a, like a furniture loan or car loans or anything like that where you've, where you've paid them and then, and then, you know, at the end it was paid off and, and, and it was over and you made your payments perfectly on time every time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh no. There was that one time mm-hmm. my ex-girlfriend when I was 19 years, whatever. Right. And she bought a vacuum from this guy who showed up at the door and she financed it. Then she took off and I said, well, I'm not paying for that stupid vacuum. Next thing you know, it's on his credit too. And, you know, he was responsible for the debt, but didn't feel actually responsible for it. And, but didn't really realize that that was going to affect his credit long-term. So now you got a black mark. Okay. Well, that might be an issue. We'll see if we need to overcome that. But I remember when I was a mortgage broker, a lot of times when I was talking to the lenders or talking to the the underwriters, um, part of that discussion had to do with telling the story about the character of the person and, and explaining. Oh, are you there still? I think I lost her. Oh, there we are. Okay, we're back. I lost you. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so did you, did you, what was the last thing you heard? Um, that you're uh, speaking with a potential buyer and they're like, yeah, there was this one time with the girlfriend bought the vacuum cleaner and okay. uh, he found out he's responsible. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So, but that's an example of just a life thing happening, right? Yeah. They're not bad people. They don't have bad character, but they just didn't realize the impact of that decision, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
And a lot of times, like you say, it comes from not being educated early on and really understanding the gravity of that problem, right? Yes. Um, so now we have to deal with it. And we're, we're in the heat of the moment right now. We haven't had a chance to meet Tyra, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. now, if something either, now this is the thing, there's two things happen here. You start to work towards overcoming it and you overcome it with more money down or you overcome it with a higher interest rate or there's lots of different ways to overcome it but it's going to have an impact one way or another. It's going to cost. Mm -hmm. If kids, when they're 18, 19 years old, understand the costs of these decisions that they make early on, and you can actually financially show it to them, that would be amazing, wouldn't it? Like to be able to kind of say, listen, but here we are, you know, they're in their late 20s now. That thing happened when they're mid 20s and, and now they've got to deal with it. But say they get turned down, they don't get a mortgage now, and they need some help. What are the common things that you run into now with people when they come to you? Um, when, when someone comes to me, I mean, the, most people I talk to, I say some of the most common things I run into are uh, people, late payments, collections, medical bills, um, sometimes evictions, mm. bankruptcies, and repos. Those are the most common things I see. Um, but the cool part about the company I represent, they we go after everything negative. Any blemish that's on the credit report, we go after it all at one time. And um, they're able to do that because it's a nonprofit. So um, those are the common things. I mean, I mean um, you will come across people with uh, maybe short sales, foreclosures. At the end of the day, it can all be disputed because the Fair Credit Report Act says that we can dispute anything negative on your report, that your credit report that is um, unverifiable, obsolete, or inaccurate. And unfortunately, the studies show that most credit reports up to 80% are incorrect one way or the other. Wow. Yeah. 80% of credit reports have incorrect information on them. Mm-hmm. And it could be something as, as small as your name is spelled incorrectly. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, phone number was wrong. The address was incorrect. It, it could be small things like that. When, when anything's incorrect that's associated with that debt, it can be challenged to come off. And, uh, and, that's, and that's your right. That's part of your rights. And um, that just goes back to education again. Wow. So mm-hmm. that's almost like a little bit of a loophole there, really. Like if the other guy kind of made a mistake and it's yeah. attached to your credit bureau, that mistake can actually allow you to erase that from your, mm-hmm. from your mm-hmm. bureau. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. Um, and and what happens a lot of times, is, and a lot of times um, the, the debt that, people are in they're in it long enough where it actually goes to a third party so um and a lot of time that's when the disconnect comes and with the information being incorrect so that's where a lot of the success comes from when it comes to challenging these um the things that's on the credit report now as far as the person on the debt that's separate yeah. From actually clearing it from the credit report, because some things may be old, some things may not, but that's right. separate from clearing the credit report. And the reason why I'm making that statement, because some people confuse credit restoration and credit repair with debt consolidation. And right. that is very, very different. Total different scenario altogether. Yeah. There's one scenario <laughs> that is you're consolidating to just minimize payments. It's all about the payments. Yeah. Free up cash. There's another way of doing it is we have something in Canada called the orderly payment of debt, Mm -hmm. which is is basically a step away from bankruptcy, but you're just, you're just not going bankrupt. You just made a deal with everybody and you got a certain amount of money you can pay out every month and everybody gets a little bit of that. And you do that for a period of time, but you still have the black mark on your credit and and you just keep that black mark longer on your credit because you're taking all that time to deal with it. Um, and then of course, then there's um, bankruptcy, but the, um, so have you run into situations where 
um, it's not necessarily incorrect information, but maybe information that should have been um, erased because it was paid as agreed and done, and it was just never updated on the report? Well, that, that happens all the time. Yeah. Um, they, uh, people will, what, what, first of all, I do tell people, if you are going to pay this debt, and see, I, I'm not a financial, um, I'm not a financial specialist, of course. So I do tell folks, if you're going to pay this debt, make sure you get it in writing that they will remove it from your credit report. Yeah. Most people don't do that. They'll pay it off and, oh, that's not even my debt. And that shouldn't even be there anymore. Oh, well, here, here you go right here. I see 30 days late, 60, 90, 120, 150, 180. You know, mm -hmm. that's that's all that's racking up and bringing, and that's what's bringing down their score every 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. That's like your score is just take, it's like a punching bag. Just get <laughs> that every 30 days it's taken exactly it's taking punches it's yeah and um, I'm not sure if I completely answered your question about someone coming to me uh, when it comes to a um, wanting to purchase a home so um, and that's at least eight at least 80 percent that's what people want to do when they when they're finally ready to get their credit in order they want to purchase a home they want to become a homeowner I'm too old for this to still be renting you know all that good <laughs> yeah. stuff I actually had someone say to me no one's in my family has ever owned a home. Everybody's been renters. Yeah. So um, when someone does come to me today, of course, my consultation is, is okay, well, what, 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 what are your scores? What's on your report? You Okay, what's your goals? You want to purchase yeah. a home? Great. Okay, well, you know, let's work together. I'm going to teach you how to, uh, first, we're going to do this dispute process. That's, that's an ongoing process for however long the, the client needs. Then we have tools. Um, there's 14 tools altogether, but as stated before, 12 of them are designed to help uh, repair and protect and build the credit and the finances. So um, what do these people need to do? You need to save money because you got to have a down payment. Mm -hmm. um, you need to pay down your debt because you need to decrease that debt to income ratio. Mm -hmm. Um, those are the two ma major things that they need to do. Um, so with these tools, you know, so, sometimes people say, well, I just want to repair my credit. Okay, well, let's let's make sure you're using everything to your advantage. And not just that, it provides the education. My company provides the education. So not even what I verbally tell people or what I'm texting people um, is there. Like our, our customers have actually have a portal where they can go in and read the education for themselves. And actually one of the, the services provided is also education for children. That's great. And, um, this, and this is separate from um, our company going into the schools. This is actually part of the customer portal mm -hmm. where they can uh, go in and chill. It's, it's, it's like on a seventh grade read level, something of that nature. And, you know, not even just children, you know, adults as well, because, you know, the more simple it is, the easier it is to understand. So, um, so the fact that you guys have Connor, you say you caught him early, say, hey, discipline, mm -hmm. budget, responsibility, develop good habits. Yes. You know, I read a statistic that said um, a lot of people who file bankruptcy, they were separated between about $500 to $1,000 a month for bankruptcy, which I mean, when you don't have the money, that's a lot of money. But when you think about it, 500 is not really a lot of money that drove you to bankruptcy, $500? Yeah. And could that have been avoided by budgeting? Yeah. Could that have been avoided by over, not overspending? And, you know, a lot of people, they make the mistake. And, um, you know, I've been guilty of it before as well. So, you know, not going to be a hypocrite here. Yeah. Um, you know, they look at credit cards and charge cards as an extension of their finances. Yes. And, 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 and unfortunately that is part of what the system does to us. Like, Hey, you want, you, you want this, uh, if you want all these awesome clothes and boots and shoes, that's what I'm guilty of. Of course, <laughs> here's our charge card. You know, yeah. you guys got Bloomingdale's and Macy's and all that good stuff out there. <laughs> Ah, uh, we got stores very comparable to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, you know, uh, you know, I, I have two degrees, so I spend a lot of money in student loan. Mm -hmm. You know, we are um, actually the student loan that 
and and um, you know here in North America has, has surpassed the uh, credit card debt. Yeah, we're almost two trillion in a hole when it comes to student loan debt. That is unbelievable. About one, I believe about one point eight something like that. But uh, and this and this is um, you gotta remember where we are now, the state of the world. Period with COVID. Like when we come out on the other side, is only credit and finances are only going to be worse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And online shopping is just too easy. Yes. Getting things shipped <laughs> to your door. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. But you know, us as, as real estate agents too, and we get a chance to talk to people, especially working with first-time buyers. Um, and there's a lot of people, honestly, they're older now and they're experienced and not disciplined, want all those things. And they start using their house as the equity grows as an ATM, I call it. Where yeah. Refinancing their house, restructuring their debt, bringing their payments down because their debt payments are more than their mortgage payment. Interest rates go down and they go, oh, gosh, I could keep that same mortgage payment and I could get rid of all that debt. And then they just do it again. And they just do it again. It becomes this never ending cycle. And they just keep constantly bumping their head on the ceiling of value of their home. And, uh, and they never get ahead. They just never, ever, ever get ahead. So um, but that's, you know, that's part of our job is to make sure we're counseling with people, make sure that we are, you know, kind of leading them in the right direction. Sometimes we've got to call people out a little bit, right? But at the same yeah. time, if we are seen to be an advocate, someone in their corner, telling them information that they've never heard before, which it's very evident, right? I mean, yes, you work for is seeing this, they're seeing this as a challenge and they're going, we need to educate the children. We need to get this out there and basically change the, the consumerism and the mentality behind credit and, and understanding the impacts of credit challenges. And, um, but our job as realtors is to also help people understand. And, you know, I've even thought about that going into high schools and doing a talk to the, to the graduating class you know, for an hour, just talking about credit and the importance of it and how it can impact their lives when they get older. And uh, I've never done it. Um, but in our talk, it's becoming more weighty to me to potentially think about that in a more serious way. Definitely. Yeah, you got, got to start. On, and then even, even before they're 17, 18 years old, because they already got the credit card offers at that age. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if, you could, if you could get them in ninth and 10th grade, you know, that's, that, that would be even better. Yeah, absolutely. And so tips for credit. You talk about repair, you talk about protect, and you talk about building, and you talk about educating right? And if we are to teach our children, talk to first-time buyers, um, what are some good tips that we should unpack? You, you, you really kind of touched on a few really good things, um, but I'll let you go with that. Like if, you, if, you, if you're talking to first-time buyers or, or kids coming out of school, what's a, what's a conversation you want to have with them? Live within your means. Live within your means. Uh, live within your means. Your, your your credit cards. Having credit cards is a good thing. Mm -hmm. They're not an extension of the income you already have. Mm -hmm. Save. Budget. Always it's okay save. to you know yeah you it's it's okay to treat yourself every now and then but. Don't treat yourself every five minutes. Like, oh, I took a walk today. Let me reward myself with a pair of shoes. Like, <laughs> don't, because what you're doing right then and there, you're justifying it because yeah. you know you shouldn't do it. But you're saying, but I took my walk. Let me go ahead and reward myself. No, you're justifying it because you know darn well you shouldn't be doing it. So, yeah. Um, and if you have high debt, make a plan to pay it down. Yeah. Yeah. So saving, budgeting, debt pay down, and these are all three tools that we do offer within our uh, protection plan as well. Mm -hmm. um, 
to touch on more a little bit more about what's in our protection plan, we also have a um, a will and trust and a um, durable financial medical power of attorney, and that is one of the tools designed to protect your finances. Now that is included in the plan with no additional cost. And the great part about that is you go to a lawyer. How much money are you going to pay this guy or this gal to uh, do do an, a, a will and trust for you? Um, I've seen a thousand, twenty five hundred. I've, I've seen those uh, numbers, but this is already included at no extra cost. So, um, but some people say, "Well, I don't have anything to protect." Every walking human being should have a um, a will and trust and a power of attorney because you there may become a part of your life where you can become mentally or physically incapacitated and you can't make decisions for yourself. Um, you, there could be some money sitting somewhere where maybe you want your second child to have it, but because um, you didn't have a will, now your family's fighting over it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you, you got to get that stuff in writing. That's that's important to have things written down and notarized, but um, mm -hmm. definitely get things in writing. And this this is just more education for the public. And I'll, I'll make an example. And, you know, the most people I speak to have children. I say, well, let me ask you a question. If you go outside today and go get hit by a bus, who's going to take care of your children? Because mm -hmm. someone, somebody may get a hold of them. Now, I, I live in Pennsylvania, and I'm in Pennsylvania. Uh, when a woman gives birth to a child, if the parents are not married, they are automatically uh, wards of the state. So the uh, parents actually have to get actually get custody from the state. So what is that saying? If something happens to you. Child Protective Services can come get your children. Yeah. All because you weren't married. Okay, so mm -hmm. that's your business rather than not if you wanted to get married or not, you know, when, when you before you conceived the child, that's fine. But um, they can come get your children. But have you have you had a a uh, trust or a will that says this is who I want to take care of my children? Mm -hmm. That's already written down. That's legally binding. Those are things to think about. And, and once again, what does that boil down to? education education people, people does not understand how important those few pieces of paper are when it comes to just the will and trust so what you're doing is uh an overall kind of life planning kind of take care of all the wacky things that we just don't want to think about or or think about every day but at the same time bringing gravity and weight to certain things that need to be taken care of so we pay attention to it so that ultimately we can actually have a better life Mm -hmm. right. and, and, you know, I think a lot of times, too, there, there is nothing wrong with debt consolidation or getting getting smart about that, um, checking your credit or getting your people to check their credit. Talk to people like Tyra. Um, and uh, if you're out in Pennsylvania, look Tyra up um, we'll have <laughs> information in the show notes for sure. But the idea of repair and protect. So repairing credit is is something that they should actually take a look up. It might, it might not even be repair. Can I say the word cleanup? Like sometimes like it just needs to be cleaned up. There's things on there that just shouldn't be on there for whatever reason. And maybe there's things that are on there that you thought, you know, need to stay on there, but maybe there's an error or a mistake and there's an opportunity to have that removed. So that black mark doesn't stain your credit. So the, if nothing else, get it checked out with somebody or get your clients to get it checked out so that that way they can make sure that at least whatever's being represented to a lender or a broker is clean and it is what it's supposed to be. So that's one part of it. Another part of it is you talk about Tyra saving money. Saving money is so important. But if someone is spending all their money and it's it's just going out to high interest debt every single month and they're just basically you know dog paddling their way through life just keeping their nose above the water with debt, then it's impossible to save money. So figuring out a way to consolidate, get on a payment plan, make a plan, be disciplined and committed to that plan. And sometimes this is us talking to a client and getting them to work with somebody like Tyra and saying, listen, let's get you on a plan. Here's some solutions. Let's clean up the credit. Let's get rid of some black marks that may, may not need to be there. Then let's consolidate things to allow you the opportunity to save. And you're going to start on a path. We may not be talking again for two years. It may take you two years 
to get on track to be able to buy a house again, but that's okay. Because if we're talking two years from today and you're not doing anything different than today, then you're not going to be any farther ahead in two years. I want to be there for you. And okay. Then- I want to interject for one second, Kelly, excuse sure. me. I, Cause I don't want no one who's hearing that who will hear this. Um, I just want to let everybody know I'm not a financial planner and we do not do debt consolidation. That is a totally different service that they will need to, um, you know, do their little research on and to seek out those type of services. Okay. I just don't want to confuse the public at all. Okay. Thank you for that. But mm-hmm. me now talking to realtors, mm-hmm. right? Like that is, and then that's with a mortgage broker, really counseling with mm-hmm. a mortgage person to, to create that way of freeing up capital so that that money can then be saved based on discipline and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, the, but what I'm, the message in that whole thing is don't, don't just discard people is my point. Yes. Right. So they're standing on the sidewalk, scratching their head. I use that phrase all the time. Mm -hmm. Don't just discard people, get them on a plan, show that you care. They may not buy a house from you, but because you cared and you put the right people in front of them to get them to the right place where they need to be to better their lives, you may not have sold them a house, but I'll guarantee you two or three referrals are coming out of that person that you're going to sell a house to because you cared enough to treat them like a human being and not just discarded them out of it. And it's embarrassing for some people to talk about these things. And so you need to be that ear of trust. And when someone trusts you, they will refer people to you because they trust you and they believe that you are who you are for them. You're you're be someone that's, that's, that's a powerhouse in their life. That's going to help them change their lives for the better. And we can be that as real estate agents. So that's my message through this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, yeah, you know, like, like you said, we, we do, we do need to be advocates. It's our job to educate um, because they're looking at us like the experts. And I'll say, listen, I'm by far means no expert, but I am able to educate you. And whatever I don't know, I can go and get it and relate to you, or I can um, introduce you or connect you with this person who can educate you on this, you know, if it's beyond my scope. So that it is our job to do that. Um, so, you know, the, the first rule of ethics is do no harm. And yeah. we have to be ethical and we have to be moral as well. Okay. Because, you know, moral as in on a human being level, because we're human beings, where people treat people good. Right. But yeah. ethical when it comes to our professions to do everything in the best interest of the public. That's yeah. our job. That's our job. You know, we, we might wear capes. We do. We wear invisible capes. We do. Because, <laughs> you know, um, you know, Kelly, you're the realtor. I'm the credit person. You know, you, your friend John might be the mortgage guy. And then Lisa is the financial officer. She, she's the one that's going to write you your life insurance policies and, and all that good stuff. So, so we are looked at as the experts to help these folks. And that's what we need to do. And as long as we keep their best interests as heart, we will be fine and they will be fine as well. And, you know, we're not looking just to make a quick buck. The, mm-hmm. You know, life isn't free. And mm-hmm. um, you, it, here's the thing, because you, you messed up your credit and your finances by spending money. Let, mm-hmm. Let's be for real. <laughs> you, yeah. you did that by spending money and, yeah. and spending more money than what you actually have, you know, being underwater, things of that nature. So, yeah, you're going to have to get your life back on track. You're going to have to spend some more money. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's reality uh, right there. Um, yeah. But it's our job to make sure what we are offering is appropriate to their reality. Because we're not just talking about your finances here. We're, we're talking about interrupting your whole life. Purchasing yeah. a home, may, maybe insur- insurance policies and all this. So these, these are things that's going to affect you the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So we, of course, it's our duties to make sure we do our jobs, to do that ethically, not trying to sell you more than what you need. But uh, one thing that is missed in my profession when it comes to credit repair, that um, a lot of people also need to build their credit at the same time. Yes, because what they will be like, yeah, we're doing one part as far as taking the negative things off, but we also need to add positively into the pot as well. That's right. And um, with, and we do have certain, the company I represent, we do have services to help them build their credit as well. Uh, we have a secure credit card. We have um, 
rental reporting services. People can do things like become an authorized user on another person's credit card account. Um, I always tell people, make sure this is a responsible person now. <laughs> Someone yeah. who doesn't just spin, 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 and they keep their credit utilization down. Um, the, the, these are some of the things they could do. There's also um, self-lending loans out here where you can take out a small loan from like a bank or a credit union, which basically becomes like a savings account for yourself. Right. And you can't touch the money. But what you'll do is make monthly payments Which then to reports. the account until you pay that loan, that self-loan off. And then you'll have access to the money once it's paid off. And what that does is just add a positive trade line uh, to the account of a, um, an installment loan, basically. Yeah. Because uh, you need that. You need the mix. You need the, the mixes of the um, revolving and installment loans on, on your credit report. Also, another thing I'm, I'm researching that I found out is these things called uh, a care credit accounts. Now, I'm not, not sure. I'm sure you probably have something equivalent in your um country as well but basically what it is is a credit card well it's it's a credit account it, a card can come with it but it's a credit account that you use um specifically for medical expenses oh interesting yeah and um they're actually pretty darn good because you can get an interest-free period where um as long as you've paid the entire balance off within that interest-free period that's all you're paying is what you spent but if you mm. don't paid off in that interest-free period, the interest is actually retroactive from the time that you uh, was approved for the loan. And from my understanding, your um, credit don't even have to be high. You can be in the 600s, in the low 600s and still get approved for it. So I've been researching that. This is also something I'm going to um, educate, start educating my clients on as well. So that's just another example. That's a fifth example. Mm -hmm. um, that can be used to help build people's credit. And, and that's, and sometimes that that's a, that's a sell to people as well. Cause they're saying, well, I'm already paying you, you know, paying your company to clean out my credit. Yeah. But that's, like I said, you have to put back into the pot positively as well. We're taking the negative things away. You have to add back into the pot positively to, to help uh, balance it out and increase your scores. That's right. That's right. So there's the repair and cleanup. There's the protect, mm -hmm. and then there's the education, but you got to build up the credit and you got to right. do it like the faster you build it up to get that number up, the, the, the quicker someone's going to be able to qualify for getting Definitely. back into the market or back into whatever they need to do to forward their lives. And Definitely. yeah. And, and time, I mean, really otherwise it's just time. Like you can clean something up. You could turn over a new leaf. You can, you know, you can decide I'm going to be perfect with my credit from now on. But whatever happened in the past still needs time to be erased. You are 100, 200, 300 percent correct. And another thing I, I have to inform people of is because, um, you know, once people start repairing their credit, now they're anxious. Uh, you know, I had a client of mine. They were on with me uh, not even two months and, and he ran out and went and got his credit ran for like an apartment or something. And I just wanted to smack him on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Because now you have another inquiry on your credit. Now you're being counterproductive. Yeah. It is a process. You did not screw your credit up in 60 days. It is not going to be 100% great in another 60 days. This is a process that you need to be patient with. Yes. Um, I also tell people... Um, your credit report is actually 100% subjective to you specifically. Mm -hmm. You and I, Kelly, can have the exact same credit report. It, it could take you three months to clear your credit up. It could take me six. Yeah. Depends on the, the mm -hmm. chart, the other companies involved. There's so many thing, factors yeah. that go into it. And, uh, you know, who are your creditors, who they've been sold to, what state you live in. Uh, it's so many things that mm -hmm. affects a credit report. I say, listen, your credit is just as subjective as your DNA. Yeah, no two sure. people are going to have the exact same credit profile. <laughs> There's a lot of variables for sure. It's so many variances. Yeah. Hey, how about this? Truth or false? Oh, boy. Okay. So someone wants to buy a house and they go to seven different banks 
and get them competing or whatever to get a loan or they're looking for the best loan or they just figure, you know what, I'm going to go to seven banks and I'm, is that person, is it true or false that that person would be seen to be a credit seeker and that would affect their credit rating? Um, so as far as a credit seeker, what that looks like is someone, well, number one, who, who told you to go to seven different banks? And that's number one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's, it's already <laughs> that's number one. But uh, we're, I think what you're, <laughs> what you're getting at is someone that's looking, that's desperate, that's looking for credit. And of course, they can't, they're not getting approved because, of, of course, the credit already stinks. And you're making it worse by going to more creditors because now you have another inquiry. Yes. And, and each time you go, a hard inquiry lowers your credit score. Yeah. And that's called a hard inquiry because they're going deep on it. They're not just doing a quick, quick check. Now, that's why I, I talk to um, people all the time. It's okay. If you got a great relationship with your bank and you have other assets there and they know your thing and they know your profile um, and, and you feel like your, your profile would fit with this scenario to go get a mortgage, then that's great. Go have a chat with them. That's awesome. Having a relationship with your bank is very powerful. Um, but having said that, a lot of times each lender, and this could be different in the States, but I know this in Canada because we've got five major banks, five big banks. We call them the big banks. In the States, there's millions of banks. But we, what we do, my counseling works like this in Canada, um, is I will say to somebody, you know, a mortgage broker has access to lenders that have money that you don't even have access to. You couldn't walk in their door and meet them. And they're, they're running a tight ship where they don't have to have a bunch of infrastructure or whatever, but they, they access mortgage brokers who represent thousands of people. And so they, all those lenders are now fighting for that mortgage broker's business. That mortgage broker, we call them mortgage brokers out here. A mortgage broker will pull one bureau and then take your profile and fit that profile with the best lender for you. So that's how I talk to people. So I said, that's how a mortgage broker works. But if, but sometimes with one of the five big banks, a policy change will come down the pipe from top down and it'll also change the profile of lending in like in a day, this can happen sometimes. Oh. So like TD Bank will be lending to this type of profile over and over again and they're just hot and everybody just going to them to get this type of mortgage, that type of person. And then all of a sudden something will happen they'll get an audit or, the, or, you know, something will happen with their numbers or whatever. And they'll go, you know what, we're changing our policy on that. And then all of a sudden they're like the worst lender for that profile of person. So these are things that mortgage brokers kind of know, right. As in their travels and when it all happens. So <laughs> that's something I talk about when it comes down to mortgage lending and stuff, but really there is an advantage when they're only pulling one hard bureau on you. And then in essence, shopping to all the different lenders rather than you running into all the doors of each lender. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. And if anybody wants to run in a door, I mean, if you can get a pre-approval with a bank that you already have a relationship with, then that's what you should you know, go with totally. uh, rather than uh, shopping around for credit and uh, for a mortgage or whatever. And, you know, just you're hurting yourself. Yeah. Totally. Inquiries alone are, are, excuse me, are are, um, 10% of your credit score. That's interesting. Okay. So Mm -hmm. there you go. 10% on your credit score. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. And I had something to say there to add to Mm -hmm. that. Oh, it's gone. It's Mm -hmm. gone. It'll come back. I'm over 50. (laughs) That happens. (laughs) We just accept it, then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> accept it and move on. That's that's not a bad philosophy, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know what, Tara, I think I've used up a lot of your time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm very thankful for our time together. And I, I really hope that uh, a lot of real estate agents all over North America get a lot of value out of this. And, and um, anybody who wants to get a hold of Tyra out there on the East Coast. Uh, and actually, you can operate in all 50 states, can't you? Yes, and U.S. territories. In all U.S. territories. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll have her contact info and how to get a hold of her and all that in the show notes. Um, so if you'd like to get a hold of her, you have some people that could need that, that could utilize her services and maybe get them back on track so that you can help them one day 
Um, if nothing else, educate, get things cleaned up, get, you know, get a reboot done on what's going on with their credit. Um, Tyra can definitely help them with that. So um, I, I love this. This is a great subject matter for today. And I really appreciate you taking the time. And oh, this uh, was so much fun. <laughs> awesome. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this discussion with Tyra Salahuddin today. Just another way that we can be of value to the people that, that we come into contact with in our daily lives. Let's help these people get on track. Let's not discard these people as damaged goods. These people will be fiercely loyal to you if you just point them in the right direction with good advice. Perhaps formulating a talk that is centered around credit and going to your local high school and being that authority could help you find and build future business. This issue can be tackled and we can position ourselves as an ally to these people that have maybe experienced maybe just a little blip in their lives. Remember, we focus on the now business for sure and we do a great job for these people, but we also have to focus on the soon and the future business and always remember to focus on your past business so that there's no holes in the bucket, right? That way, no interaction is ever a waste of time. Constantly planting seeds. That is what we do. We plant seeds all the time. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate you. And if you're enjoying the podcast and you're on Apple Podcasts, give me a rating, please. And if, if you can take a moment, drop in a quick comment, that would be fantastic. Thank you for your support. Oh, and if you're joining us for the first time, make sure you get the free book. Go and get the Quick Commission Blueprint. It's free. Go to 4xformula.com, hit the orange button that says, I want that free book, and then go and get it. That's it for today. Make a great day.